Hi everyone, I'm Debbie Roberts, owner and financial advisor at Property Apprentice. Join me today for the week in review where I'll talk about current events for the everyday investor and home buyer. Our topics for this week, first up from the Reserve Bank in New Zealand on May 24th, official cash rate or OCR set to remain restrictive. Second topic from New Zealand Herald on the 24th of May, seven year high of property selling at a loss, says CoreLogic. Third topic from Stuff on the 24th of May, why the Reserve Bank decision was good news for borrowers. Fourth topic from Landlords.co.nz on the 25th of May, investors coming off the fence. And last up this week in topic number five from News Hub on the 24th of May, Economist predicts housing market will definitely exceed the COVID peak, sees a backlog of buyers about to get activated. So first up this week in review, we've got from the Reserve Bank in New Zealand on the 24th of May, the official cash rate or OCR set to remain restrictive. On Wednesday, the Monetary Policy Committee voted to raise the official cash rate to 5.5%. The level of interest rates are intended to constrain spending and rein in inflation. The Reserve Bank in New Zealand is expecting the OCR to remain at a restrictive level in order to ensure that consumer price inflation returns to the 1-3% to annual target range while supporting maximum sustainable employment. Globally, economic growth remains weak and inflation pressures are declining as central banks engage in monetary policy tightening. After a period of disruption, supply chain constraints and shipping costs have eased. Due to weaker global growth, New Zealand goods are fetching lower export prices. Locally, inflation is expected to continue to decline from its peak, but core inflation pressures will remain until capacity constraints drop further. There are signs that labour shortages are easing and vacancies being filled while employment is above its maximum sustainable level. Residential construction activity is slowed and house prices are returning to more sustainable levels. Overall, businesses are reporting a weaker demand for products and services. For owners, a lack of demand is seen as the major constraint on activity instead of labour shortages. Inward migration has increased as international borders have reopened and the committee expects the level of immigration to reach pre-pandemic levels in the coming quarters. Immigration has played a role in easing labour shortages, although its net impact on overall spending is uncertain. Demand is also fueled by recent spikes in tourism spending at around three quarters of pre-COVID levels. The rebuilding activities in different parts of the North Island after severe weather events will support economic activity also. Overall, government spending is expected to fall when adjusted for inflation and in proportion to GDP. There's something to look forward to. Second topic this week from New Zealand Herald on the 24th of May, seven-year high of properties selling at a loss, says CoreLogic. Because of the weaker housing market, the proportion of properties resold at a loss has reached a seven-year high. 6.1% of property resales in the first quarter of 2023 were sold for a loss, according to CoreLogic's Pain and Gain report. This is higher than the 4% in the final three months of 2022. Among the major cities, Auckland had the highest proportion of loss-making resales, with 13.2% selling for less than the previous purchase price. The median profit on the 93% of resales, which sold for a profit, remained high at $305,000. However, this is below the peak of $440,000 in 2021, which was right in the middle of the crazy boom period. 
Properties resold for a gross profit in the March quarter had been owned for a median of 8.3 years, while loss-making resales owned for a median of 1.8 years, which makes sense when you think about it since the drops have been in those last couple of years. CoreLogic Chief Property Economist Calvin Davidson sends a reminder saying that the hold period plays a key role in the size of any resale profit or loss. Even in a downturn, owners can expect larger gains for properties held for several years. Christchurch had the least loss-making resales at 2.7%. Hamilton had the second highest proportion of resale losses at 8.1%, followed by Wellington at 6.3%. CoreLogic stated that apartments made up a bigger proportion of resale losses compared to other property types. According to Davidson, it was relatively uncommon for houses to lose money on resale, but that was changing. He said that from half a percent of house resales made for a gross loss in the first quarter of 2022, that figure's risen to 5.1%. If you'd like to learn more about investing in property, join me at one of our free events called How to Succeed with Property Investing in 2023. I'll discuss strategies for successful investing from my perspective as a financial advisor. And these are available live online or in person. Check out propertyapprentice.co.nz for upcoming dates and register today. We don't sell property, so it's all about increasing your knowledge to reduce your risk. If you'd like to find out more about how we can help you reach your financial goals, you can either attend one of our free events, because I also talk about this towards the end of the session, or you can book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, via the website also. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz third topic from Stuff on the 24th of May, why Reserve Bank decision was good news for borrowers. The Reserve Bank increased the official cash rate, or the OCR, to 5.5% on Wednesday. While they said that this will potentially be the peak, they do not expect to lower the rate until September 2024. ASB increased the floating home loan rates in response to the announcement, but commentators believed that there was likely to be a muted impact on fixed-term rates. According to Kiwi Bank Chief Economist Jared Kurth, wholesale markets have priced in an OCR peak of nearly 6% in the last week as a result of some economists' predictions that rates would need to rise to combat inflation following the budget announcement. He's anticipating that the next move is going to be rate cuts in 2024. That's good news for anyone with a mortgage or debt. Rates may remain around current levels before declining towards the end of this year into 2024. This is a relief for households struggling with higher interest rates. His advice is to find ways to fight through the next six months and then rates will hopefully be lower than they are today. And we've all been sent a little notice from the government about how we can save costs on our energy bill, which is very timely, if not somewhat condescending. The ASB senior economist Chris Tennant-Brown said that rates had been understandably choppy in the last few weeks as forecasters weighed up different influences. The fact that the Monetary Policy Committee had to vote on whether to pause or lift by 25 basis points was noteworthy, according to Infometrics CEO Brad Olson. It won't be until late 2023 when the Reserve Bank in New Zealand has enough detailed information and trends about the economy to make a well-informed decision about whether previous OCR increases are adequately cooling demand and inflation or not. According to CoreLogic economist Calvin Davidson, Short-term mortgage rates are likely to change significantly in response to the OCR change. For Davidson, mortgage rates are still high and are unlikely to shift lower quickly, 
So the current assumption of having a little further to go in this downturn remains. Furthermore, the additional strain on existing borrowers who have yet to see their fixed loans repriced to current interest rates is still to come. And don't forget, there's about 50% of all mortgages that are coming off fixed rates in the next year. So that's going to be significant. This could be stressful for a few borrowers who may move to higher interest rates than their original test rate. However, strong net migration and fading recession fears tend to work in the opposite direction. The forecasters collectively think that this downturn is close to ending. Yay! But with affordability still stretched, boo, and limits to debt-to-income ratios for mortgages approaching next year, yay, the rebound is going to be slower. Fourth topic this week, landlords.co.nz on the 25th of May, investors coming off the fence. Goral Chief Executive David Cunningham believes that although property market activity was very slow over the summer, it has now entered a healthy comeback phase in the last few months. He points to house prices starting to stabilise as one of the reasons. According to Cunningham, prices have fallen by about 20% in nominal terms, or 30% with inflation factored in, which takes us back to pre-COVID levels. He expects investors to come eventually back into the market as interest rates are likely to fall in the coming months. Even as people sit on the sidelines because of uncertainty, the fundamental need for housing never goes away. And as uncertainty starts to dissipate, Cunningham expects investors to resume buying property. And with immigration numbers getting stronger, there will also be added pressure on the housing market. This may not mean an abrupt increase in prices, but options will begin to disappear for buyers. He noticed that rental demand was heating up. Auckland rentals are being snapped up so quickly that there's barely enough supply at the moment. The market may be on track to follow Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane, which are now experiencing a rental crisis. I personally think that we've already been in rental crisis for quite some time in New Zealand. He points out that the irony in this situation is that as demand picks up, the construction sector suffers. Cunningham stated that the construction industry should be given support so that they can stay ahead of immigration levels and in order to maintain sustainable house prices. So the fifth topic for this week in review from News Hub on the 24th of May, sorry, economist predicts housing market will definitely exceed the COVID peak, says backlog of buyers about to get activated. Independent economist Tony Alexander believes that the housing market will recover and exceed the COVID-19 peak, but he still couldn't say when this will take place. And I suspect that's because just like the rest of us, Tony doesn't have a crystal ball. <laughs> a number of times we get asked. But anyway, according to the most recent CoreLogic New Zealand Pain and Gain report, 6.1% of property resold for a loss in the first three months of 2023. This figure's up from 4% in the last three months of last year and the highest since the first quarter of 2016. In addition, the CoreLogic House Price Index fell 0.6% last month after a 1.1% drop in March. The national average in home values was 928,656. The Reserve Bank's aggressive interest rate hiking contributed to the slump in the housing market but this might end soon with suggestions of prices bottoming out. The official cash rate has risen rapidly in the last two years from 0.25% in August 2021 when the OCR was slashed due to the pandemic to the current rate of 5.5% as the Reserve Bank attempts to control inflation, which currently stands at 6.7%. 
in an interview, Tony Alexander said that we can only be certain that the markets bottomed out through hindsight, in the same way that Australians realised two months after the event. He believes that a way to turn the housing market is for Kiwis to react to dramatic changes. Once they do, a two-year backlog of buyers will start looking to buy again. Alexander thinks that a recovery will be in order when the two-year queue of buyers intersects with people beginning to see that not everyone is leaving for Australia, more migrants are coming into the country, and interest rates will start improving over time as well. He believes that the market is likely to turn after the election in October. He's confident that house prices will bounce back higher than the COVID-19 peak, and the questions will be whether it happens in two years or five years. Alexander told AM that now could be a good time to take advantage of the market as listings are still high and banks are increasingly willing to lend. There's a reason why we are optimistic at Property Apprentice about the property market, even with the Reserve Bank hiking the OCR to 5.5%. It might not be long before conditions improve and mortgage property investors finally get a chance to re-enter the property market like we've been encouraging people to do for months now because the opportunities have been amazing if you've been able to get lending. And even more so, now that the Reserve Bank has just announced that they're going to relax the, the LBR restrictions. So, you know, every little bit helps, but that means that opportunities aren't going to be around for much longer. If you're curious about what the next few months are likely to look like, join me at our upcoming free event called How to Succeed with Property Investing in 2023. And I'll give you my perspective with my crystal ball <laughs> that I borrowed from Tony. And uh, I'll talk about what my thoughts are on the, um, on the property market lying ahead. In these sessions, I also discuss my tips as a financial advisor regarding strategies for successful investing. The live training sessions held either online or in our Auckland office. There's plenty of opportunity to ask questions, so bring them with you and I'll answer as many of them as I can. You can register for these events on our website at propertyapprentice.co.nz. Check out the details there. And if you've already been to one of our events and you're still not a client of ours, but you want to have a no obligation chat with my husband, Paul, to see how we could help you, you can book a no obligation phone call or meeting with him via our website as well. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. 